Today, we follow the money trail. Unimaginable sums of money were transferred into Najib Razak's private bank accounts from SRC International via subsidiaries Gadingan Mentari and Isan Perdana. And Najib? The bank statements showed he used the money to pay credit card bills, political parties, maintain his houses, influence the media, and more. By the Malaysian Insight, this is The People versus Najib Razak. Follow us into the courtroom where it all happens. I'm Patrick Teo. A quick note, this podcast series is meant to be enjoyed in chronological order. If you've just dropped in on this episode, please go back to the first episode to follow the trial as it unfolds. Najib Razak arrived in court this morning accompanied by his wife, Rosma Mansour. But she wasn't there to support him. She had a case mention of her own. Rosma was demurely dressed in a green baju kurong with pink accents, while Najib opted for a light brown suit and a purple tie with crisscross pattern, a similar look from day four. Both looked cheerful as they greeted a small group of supporters at the court lobby. Rosma appeared before Justice Muhammad Zaini Mazlan for mention on her money laundering and corruption case. But it was postponed to May 3rd, pending a proposed joint trial for Rosma and her former aide Rizal Mansour. Meanwhile, Najib had half an hour to settle down as court began at 9.30. In that time, he could be seen chatting with his friends in the public gallery, checking his phone and conferring with his lawyer, Shafi Abdullah. When Justice Muhammad Nazlan Muhammad Ghazali entered, Najib made his way to the dock where his two cushions awaited. His books were nowhere to be seen. In their place were what looked like some loose papers. Day 8 began with prosecution witness 18. Azraf Abdul Razak, a lawyer who worked in Zulkanain and company for more than 20 years. He said he is also the personal lawyer for Habibul Rahman Qadir Shah, an associate of Najib. In 2015, Azraf received a cheque for 2.5 million ringgit made out to Zulkanain and company from his client Habibul. He told Azraf the money came from a defense contract he had worked on. Habibul owned a company called Fuel Subs House in Remberhad, and Azraf had also worked on fuel subsidy tenders for them. Ashraf told the court he banked in the cheque into the law firm's account and was later instructed by Habibul to issue cheques to, among others, his wife and children. He was also asked to write cheques to different parties, some of which were cash cheques. During cross-examination, they asked him why was the cheque made out to Zulkarnain and how he had come to manage the funds. He said he didn't know, but he didn't think it was suspicious because he had known Habibul a long time and Habibul is also a respected businessman. Through all of this, Najib listened with his arms folded.
Next up was Edward Inassi, an older man with a receding hairline, who is deputy manager at the Check Clearance Centre for CIMB Bank. His job was to ensure the check clearing process was done according to standard operating procedures. Edward was shown a cheque issued in 2015 that was deposited into CIMB from M Islamic Jalan Raja Chulan for 2.5 million ringgit. This was the same cheque that Asraf had banked in on behalf of his client Habibul. Edward's testimony lasted all of five minutes and the defence did not cross-examine him. Dressed in a camouflage print baju kurong with a green tudong, prosecution witness number 20 was Rosaya Rosli, an electronic fund transfer processing officer from Afin Bank, Jalan Raja Chulan. Here is Ravin. Rosaya took the stand and started reading from a prepared statement. She explained her role at the bank with regards to the real-time electronic transfer of funds and securities, or renta system. In her statement, Rosaya confirmed that Esan Perdana Sindrian Berhad, SRC International's Corporate Social Responsibility Partner, had received 40 million ringgit in December 24, 2014 from an M Islamic bank account. She also confirmed that Esan Perdana received 10 million ringgit from Gandegan Mantari, a SRC subsidiary in two transactions of 5 million ringgit on February 5th and 6th, 2015. Court then took a 10-minute break when Najib went straight to the canteen for a cup of coffee. After the break, defence lawyer Havinderjit Singh cross-examined Rosaya, who said she is only familiar with the rentas system. Havinderjit then revealed there were a total of 11 transactions that took place, including the three confirmed by Rosaya earlier. The defence lawyer informed the court that more than 103 million ringgit was moved out of SRC. From there, Gandingan Mantari received 50 million ringgit in three transactions. Of this, only 42 million went into Najib's account. When the money was moved from party to party, more than 53 million ringgit and 8 million ringgit went missing. Havinderjit argued it was important to locate the sums unaccounted for, but the prosecution said it has nothing to do with the charges and therefore not relevant. Justice Muhammad Nazlan only instructed Rosaya to bring relevant documents with regards to the missing 8 million ringgit. What Havinderjit was trying to show was that there were other people in SRC who were engaged in questionable business. There was another 10-minute break. This time, Najib stepped out to stretch his legs and to check his phone in the public seating area outside the courtroom. The rest of the day was spent on witness number 21, Uma Devi. She is the Ambank Jalan Raja Chulan branch manager. If you recall, she handed over eight bundles of documents to Bank Nagara investigator Azizul Adzani Abdul Ghaffa, the witness with the foggy memory from day three. With her hair tied up in a tight bun, she spoke with a high-pitched voice that droned on as she read through countless account numbers and figures from her prepared statement. 
Her testimony lasted more than four hours, breaking only for lunch. And she's not done yet. She is going through a very thick folder of documents and will likely continue to do so tomorrow. As she continued to rattle away account numbers and unimaginable sums of money, her testimony seemed to tire Najib, as it did the rest of us. Some even fell asleep in the public gallery, prompting the police officers to wake them up. Najib slouched further in his seat, his suit jacket bunched up at the shoulders. He would sometimes have one arm propped on the dock or have his arms crossed. At one point, he bent over double. Ray will sum up Uma Devi's testimony for you. Uma Devi told us Najib had five accounts at M Private. Two have been closed in 2013. The other three accounts were controlled by Nick Faisal, who is also a signatory to SRC, Gandengan Mantari and Esan Perdana. In this episode, we talk about the accounts ending with numbers 906 and 880. She told us that 42 million ringgit ended up in Najib's personal account in M Private ending with 906. This is the same account the 17 checks were issued from. Just to recap, some of these recipients of the checks were lawyers, designers, plumbers and political parties. The other account, the one ending with 880, is where Najib had taken 3.2 million ringgit from which he then funneled into two credit card accounts. That's 450,000 ringgit into one visa and 2.8 million ringgit into one MasterCard. To put it in a nutshell, SRC transferred 50 million ringgit from its Mbank account to Gandingan Mentari's account, which is also in Mbank. Gandingan Mentari in turn transferred the money to Esan Perdana's account in Afin Bank. In telling us this, Uma also verified Rosaya's testimony, which we heard this morning. In case you're doing the math here and wondering where the remaining 8 million ringgit went, as we mentioned earlier, it went into an unknown account. Midway through Uma Davis' testimony, Shafi asked for a 10-minute break, saying that he was, quote, tired and bored, unquote. Later, he also sought to adjourn the proceedings at 5pm because he wanted to exercise and see daylight. But at the prosecution's protest, the judge ordered the trial to go on for another half an hour after checking in with the witness. And with that, day 8 ended. The judge sternly reminded everyone to be on time at 9am tomorrow. This podcast is produced, written and mixed by Revati Supermaniam, Yappik Kwan, Yvonne Lim and Ravin Palanisami. Additional reporting by Bede Hong and Timothy Acharyam. Other recordings from the court are by Jeremy Singh and Hasmiza Hassan. I'm Patrick Teo. <laughs>